Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. It's one of those special episodes that we do away from the studio and you're going to like this one because for the first time ever on Gareth Jones on Speed, we're going off-road. I have to say, I'm very pleased to be able to tell you that this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed not only happens off-road, but happens in North Wales, almost my heartland. We've come to a place called Bulch Gwyn, which is near Wrexham in North East Wales. This is actually the highest village in Wales, I'm told. And we're here at the request of Volkswagen, who have invited a group of journalists and a couple of competition winners to take part in something they call the Amarok Challenge, whereby two teams will be pitted against each other, driving the new Volkswagen Amarok in four-wheel drive mode across the Welsh mountainside. But there's more to this than simply driving the car. We've got some mental challenges to complete as well. Now, what they actually are, I've no idea yet, so i better get inside, have a cup of coffee and listen to the briefing. Then I'll know what we're going to have to do. Gareth Jones on speed at the Amarok Challenge. The briefing was conducted by Peter Morgan, who runs an organisation called Motor Safari. They provide 4x4 experiences on their own dedicated off-road course. Spend a bit of time with you and effectively take you to the kind of people that can take a great big expensive four-wheel drive off-road and most importantly bring it back in one piece. In the UK now, if your employer gives you a four-wheel drive for your job, it's actually in the same legal category as a forklift stacker truck. So health and safety says you have to have now an approved health and safety training course. And that's actually part of what you're going to get today. So if you work for an electricity board or you're a vet or you're a doctor or you're a midwife out on call and your job involves driving a four-wheel drive in bad weather or you're driving off-road for whatever reason, then your employer has to send you off on a health and safety course. Your instructors will be filling one of these in. This is a little memento for the day for you. I want to hand them to you. You put your name on the front and you get them back at the end. If you work in a business where you have to drive a vehicle, you need one of these. It's effectively, it's almost part of your driver's licence. The insurer of the vehicle will want to have a sight of that because effectively it's your tickets to be able to drive off-road. Similarly, if you go on holiday abroad, say you decide I'm going to Namibia or Iceland and I want to hire a four-wheel drive, first question they'll say, have you done an approved off-road training course? If so, you'll send them a photocopy of that, because they say, fine, that's great, you can have the car. If you can't send them that, they often won't hire you the car at all, or if they do, it'll be with about a 5,000% penalty loading on it, just to make sure. So we were organised into two teams. Our rivals will be Team Blue Steel, made up of their captain, Rob Burnett from the Daily Mirror, and Nick Hutchins from Men's Fitness Magazine, along with Robin Cutler, a winner in a competition that Volkswagen ran on social media where the prize was to drive in the VW Amarok Challenge. And my team, Arvris, which loosely translates into On Speed in Welsh. I'm the captain. Driving alongside me will be Sean Carson, writing for MSN Cars, and our competition winner, Ryan Edwards. 
Before we were let loose on some pretty challenging terrain, we were given some excellent advice from our instructor, Norman Mason. Going off-road, a couple of things we look for. First of all, the tyres that we're working with. The tyres you see on these vehicles are obviously just normal road tyres. Now you're going to see these road tyres can do quite a bit of work. And it's the tyres that give you the body clearance and the belly clearance. And they're the two most vulnerable. You don't want to scratch your vehicle and you don't want to damage the underneath the vehicle. So very quickly, having a look underneath, can you see anything that appears to be to you in a situation which could cause any damage to you? The main thing we look for is the actual diff. You won't see it on the front. If you come to the back, underneath. So the idea is to locate your lowest point when you're dealing with ruts, so you're not going to crown what I call crowning them. Coming to the body of the vehicle... We call this the, very quickly, we call this the approach eye. Tire contact there. That's the only point of the vehicle here. That's your approach angle. Probably 28 degrees on this vehicle. Next is the ramp over. Tire contact there. Tire contact there. In an inverted V. Going over a ridge. And very painful and expensive if you get caught out on a seesaw. Yeah, to drag the vehicle. Because sometimes if you've gone up a hill... You've got a real problem trying to get it up and also coming down, which is not advisable. So that's called the ramp-over. Ramp-over angle. And that's the angle between, created between the lowest point of the front wheel, the rear wheel, and the centre, centre. of the underside now of the body. Here. Yeah. And coming on to this section, tire contact here to the back here is known as the departure angle. And sometimes you can get a vehicle in, but if you fail to get up the hill, you've got to recover it. And you come back down, you don't just stop and do a normal hill start because <laughs> you'll start digging in at the back. There's all the way to the back of the vehicle at that point. So you need it to bring it back down, so be aware of that. If you felt that it was going to catch, then you've got the digger in or pick and shovel and right. take it off. Dig you know. your ass. Yeah, that's right. Well, you do that in any case, if you're going in, in the wild, you know, if you want to get from A to B, you'd make sure that everything was safe before you carried on. <laughs> nice smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I know the damage that's to come. <laughs> Okay, all good off road, just do a quick vehicle check. All right, like we do with our vehicles. Every morning we'll check our levels, don't we? Every, every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, morning, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leave it to the garage, they'll yeah. do it for you every six months. <laughs> we'll just check the levels, make sure everything's firmly down, all levels. Because remember when the vehicle's moving at angles and you've got low levels, you could in fact cause a problem within the system. You get warning lights anyway coming up at you, which is rather off-putting. Okay, so you check all your levels. Most important, you check your battery. We all know what happens here, do we? When one of these touches the side of the vehicle? Earth. Earth. And you could cause yourself a problem. So make sure your contact's there, coming round. Make sure you've got fuel. Coming to this, who recognises this nice big box? Filter. Yeah, it's the air filter. Yeah, okay. So anybody where the air intake, where the actual air comes into the vehicle? That's it. It's high up. Yeah, behind this, protected to a certain extent here. You'll be going into water for safety. I do like to see Wellingtons and waders <coughs> if possible. Top of your Wellington, that's the safest for somebody who's never been into water previously. The deeper it goes, the more the volume works against you. And if you're not aware of it, you could just suddenly find yourself stored your engine. So it's important that you start gently in with water. So we say top of the Wellington, top of the hob, and then obviously that's the depth that we will look for at first. And then obviously when you get more experience, then you increase it. Obviously check water, make sure you have a stick, make sure or you have Wellingtons, 
uh, your feet tell you your grip, and also your Wellingtons tell you the depth. So if you suddenly get wet feet, you know you've gone over the top of your Wellingtons, don't you? Watch for mud as well on the water. And obviously one thing after dealing with water, what does the water do to the braking system? Makes it less effective, so you need to check your brakes once you've driven through a Ford, if I remember the They're government correct. warning film That's of right, the it is. 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. You dry your brakes off. I know you know, but how about you guys? How do you dry your brakes off after being through water? Headlight application. Yeah, that's yeah. it. This is the only time you drive with both feet on the brake and accelerator. You just put your accelerator on very gently, low gear, just gently press down on the brake, no sharp, just to gently move it and then increase the speed gently until you know it's clear. And then you'll be all right. One thing about water, very quickly when we're dealing with water, it does affect the electrics, it all can do, OK? But watch number plates. These are nicely fitted. Yeah, but if you've got your own 4x4, watch number plates because some of them are quite fitted and water comes behind, next minute you'll find them split or you've got no number plate. Are they equipped with life rafts? We're not going that deep, are we? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Unless you see me jumping out first, <laughs> then you know something's happened. <laughs> and with the exterior briefing done, we jumped into our Amarox where Norman familiarised us with the car's controls and then showed us what he expected us to do on the course. However, my team's name was causing minor administrational problems with the organisers. How are we spelling this team's name? R, which is A R. A R, yeah. Uh, next word, Vris. F. Yeah. R. Yeah. Y. Y. S. S. Vris. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Excellent. <laughs> We're being shepherded around what looks like a disused quarry. There appears to be some sort of track marked out i see a series of gates going over severe ledges i say gates they're little flags showing entry points into severe drops which surround the deepest part of the quarry which is full of water yeah we're driving around with a certain amount of risk because we're on the edge of a lake one false move and we're all wet right the first thing we're going to do is to get the vehicle straight because we're going down this slope here the technique is to put it into first gear, take your feet off the pedals once you get going, and don't touch any pedals whatsoever. Right. Obviously, if you put your clutch down, you're going to go down too fast. If you put your foot on the brake and it's slippy, you will slide. Once you slide, you're out of control. So you're using hill descent? We're using first gear and low ratio. There is also a hill descent facility on the vehicle, so that's like belt and braces. So first of all, you just let the clutch up. You don't need to use any gas. So I've got no gas or anything. I'm in first gear. Notice how slow it is now, and all you've got to do is just keep your hands like a formula one mm -hmm. on the steering wheel so you only move it that much in other words you're letting the vehicle do the work for you and once you realize what the vehicle will do then it gives you the confidence to do this type of work so it's all engine braking same as on road if you come to a slope it says on the side of the road engage low gear now and many people do uh -huh. so we're going down a slope at the moment which i don't know it's probably about 30 degrees but the nose of the vehicle pointing directly at the water in front and I'm hoping Norman's going to turn you are going to turn Norman in a minute, yeah. Yeah. In a minute he says <laughs> yeah. when you're ready Norman I can see the front ok now we're levelling out now so we get into second gear let's put a little bit of gas on you don't need too much swing around now, now we're going to go between the yellow and the green flag same procedure we're going to square the vehicle up so the front wheel and the rear wheels are in line okay so we, you see where the track is marked out so we're going to straddle the middle bit sun's a bit strong at the moment you don't need a lot of gas. 
the car will actually go up here quite very quite slow even though remember we've got road tires on it's such a good sure-footed vehicle and I'm not just saying that because it's a Volkswagen it is extremely good off-road it came up there no bother and that is a very slippy bit of mud it underneath is. us isn't yeah, it but it's right. going to get slippier isn't it well, it will be the more water we drag up the slope, yes. Right, yeah, that's something worth noting, isn't it? It's like rally driving, you want to be on the course Indeed. before it's swept, don't you? Indeed. OK, now then, Gareth, because you're sitting in the passenger seat, you're first. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for that. Wish me luck, people. Just go when you're ready. Just let your clutch up, you don't need any gas. That's it. If you put your feet flat on the floor, you won't be tempted yeah. to touch any pedals. Okay, feet are off the floor completely yep, now. both hands on the wheel, please. Creeping forward, see, I'm not listening at all, am I? Thumbs out of on the, the rim. rim. On yeah. the rim, that's all. Straight through the gate. I'm doing nothing, basically, just steering the thing as that, we that's creep all. over the edge. That's all, because yeah. the vehicle does it all for you. And don't say how slow this vehicle is, because mm -hmm. of that low gear, it's extremely good. Small movements on the steering, you say? Yeah. More than when, you, when you're driving off-road, first of all, there's a tendency to oversteer because you don't think anything's happened. You turn the wheel because we're going slow. You don't think anything's happened. You turn it more. By then, by then you've done it too much. Uh -huh. We're at the water's edge and we're going in. Yeah, second gear now. Then can we use a bit of throttle here? Yes, indeed. Here? Yes. Yeah, bring it round. You, use your own judgment on the speed. Well, in that case, let's see if we can splash the camera back. Not too loud, not too much loud. Okay, nice and steady. Remember I said try and get it square. But First for here? No, second still. Second. I can see the gate from the sunshine, I'd be much happier. Well, we survived our first yeah, if you'd challenge. I'd like, like to take that round again and we'll get Sean or Ryan yep. to have a go. I'll just line it up. Yeah, that's the idea. See, you've learned something already, Gareth. <laughs> Thank you, Norman. I didn't know that before today. <laughs> Good, we survived. That first run gave me loads of confidence in the vehicle. We'd just driven down a steep slope into a pond, turned hard, and then scrambled up a much, much steeper, super slippery slope. The rest of the morning was spent giving all the drivers a chance to learn the techniques for off-road driving. And then the test began. Now, the way this works is quite simple. Each one of you is going to jump behind the wheel. You've got to remember the route, where to go, what gears, all that sort of thing. Get your team around successfully. You get penalties for stopping, stalling, deviating off the route, <laughs> touching any of the canes, right, or terrifying the instructor or bending the car. <laughs> right? If you can do the lap without doing all those things, you get what's called a clear 10. The instructors add up their scores as they go through, and at the end of this particular session, we'll end up with a team with the best score. That team will score 30 points, and that's a 30-second lead on the challenge that you'll be doing later. Any questions? Right, off you go then. Have fun. <laughs> We'd have to do it all ourselves without any help from our instructor. But working as a team, we'd help each other through the various challenges. Those challenges involve driving up and down some severe inclines. Stay right here, use plenty of power. More, 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 more. But come off when you reach it at the top. That's it. That's more, it. bit more, and slow down. Nice, lovely. Good lad. Wading through pretty deep water. You can hear the water sloshing beneath us. Nice. 
and traversing across a slope and coping with some pretty extreme roll. And we are over at one heck of an end. So we're straight now, just like you said, after a quarter turn. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, are we 40 degrees over at this point? That's incredible. Yeah. Totally paper in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yes, and we're through with style. <laughs> the next part of the day took us out of the quarry and onto the country roads of North Wales. In this challenge, we followed navigational instructions. However, for the non-Welsh speakers amongst us, that's everyone except me, then just being able to pronounce the names of the local villages was a challenge. Turn right and then turn right towards how, how do you spell it? Gwynfryn. yeah. That used to be the mental hospital round here. So I think we're going in the right place for us, aren't we? <laughs> well, they did promise us a mental challenge in the afternoon. Eventually, the instructions delivered us to a builder's yard, where we were told to locate some certain rather large bits and pieces and have a forked lift driver lift them onto the Amarox load bay. I suppose the object of this part of the exercise is to demonstrate the size of the load bay of the Amarok because we're confronted with two pallets, each with four enormous polythene barrels... And in a moment we're going to get a forklift which will load these pallets onto the load bay of the Amarok, which is exactly the right size to accommodate a pallet. And you would imagine that that's probably what they thought of in the first place when they were designing the length of the load bay of this vehicle. <laughs> Our team are in position. They've got the load straps ready to secure the load. We've got the tailgate open. And as soon as the film crew turn up, we can carry on with the challenge. No pressure, but you need this one now. Just been told that the blue team are in the lead, and so we're going to have to pull something rather special out to win this back. How do we do that? This one. This one. <laughs> with a bit of persuasion, I've managed to get the forklift driver to load our vehicle before theirs. I don't know if that gives us an advantage... This is a pleasure watching a forklift load something like this. This man, I bet he could crack an egg without getting any shell in the yoke using that forklift. He's very deft. Over the top. Trying to do this one-handed, trying to strap on a load whilst holding a recording device is not easy. Ryan seems to know what he's doing. Were you in the Boy Scouts? Are you any good at tying things, Ryan? After it at work every day. So. Ah, excellent! I think we may have the better team then. <laughs> so, Ryan, are you a professional delivery man? No, no. Just a uh, general builder. Right, so you know your way around load straps? Ish. Excellent. Yep, I call that in. Excellent, good man. Thanks to Ryan's specialist skills, we were away and off onto the next part of the challenge to locate a relic from the Cold War. And to find it, we'd have to go off road again. We're now 
high up heading towards Rosses. If we look down to our right, I think we can see the D estuary there. Just turn left through double gates, apparently. Yeah, it's four wheel drive mode in this field. Yeah. We're going off road. Low or just four wheel drive. Um, we believed everything our instructor Norman told us, but we weren't so certain that we were actually going to find a real nuclear bunker. Find disused nuclear bunker. <laughs> Cow shed. <laughs> so why have we got nuclear bunkers in rural North Wales? Who are they going to hide here? I think they've taken a bit of a license to attack the English. <laughs> But yes, the Welsh nuclear threat. It's always <laughs> been a problem. Yeah. Put in two long range there. That's it. And you can do your second gear now. Second straight away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go on. Right, we've got to go left, I think. Yeah. Left a bit. Yeah. And we're crossing a very grassy field yeah, now. I can feel... Slipping underneath as we're searching this field for a what we're told is a disused nuclear bunker. We're avoiding great gouges in the field. Watch out for planks as well. There's a building on the other side of this rise here. Follow those tracks, follow those tracks through the trees, I reckon. To the right, mate, to the right. So we're leaving the field now and heading on to a, what looks like a cattle track. Don't go through in the middle, it's too slight. Avoiding great water traps. Still second off of it. Mostly avoiding them. Not at all avoiding them. Oh. Off he goes for the side slope straight away, no problem. And we're slipping on a very Crazy, muddy incline. Yeah. We're rolling again now. So we're bailing out the way that the others are going and we're taking the slippy route through an exceptionally muddy track now. Ryan at the wheel doing a good job of applying everything that we were taught this morning. What looked like a simple drive across an incline in a rugged field demonstrated to us that going off-road really can test your skills as a driver. Good job we had some training and that Norman was with us. Don't scratch it too much. Just then, looming out of the hill like a gun emplacement with a metal lid, we spotted the bunker that we had to open. Got to do something with a combination, do we? What's yeah, the combination? Four three, four three. Four three, four three. Four two, four two. There's a padlock on the floor. Four two, four two. Yeah. It's a hatch. Watch it. So you've got to read the ground. There was a concrete post there. And we're out. <laughs> Heading towards, they say it's a nuclear bunker. 
not sure what it is. Looks like a lump of concrete painted green. We found a hatch based in the ground. There's a padlock on it, a square padlock. We're entering the code. 4242. 4242. Okay. Press that button. Is that the release? There you go, good man. So what is underneath this hatch in the middle of a mountain? Hello? One each. That says blue team, that says white team. We've got a plastic container. In it appears to be cable ties. Back in the vehicle. I am, yeah. I'm driving. With the mysterious cable ties in hand, we were told we had the final component for the final part of the challenge. Our next set of instructions were to drive back to the quarry and reverse the Amarok down to the water's edge, where Peter presented us with the last task. Right, okay, so you guys stand by your cars. In a few minutes, I'm gonna say go, and you're going to dismantle all the stuff that's on the back of here plus using the bits of timber and so on that are on both sides. Now the first part of the race is to see which team can be the quickest to build their raft. So this is a penalty point chance, this is a 30 second start. So the first team to get a workable raft gets a 30 second lead. All right guys, is everybody ready? No. <laughs> Here we go, five, four, three, two, one, go. We set about unloading the bits off Arthur Cup, then quickly agreed on a design. And after about 10 minutes intense work, the three of us had built a reasonable raft made out of planks, rope, barrels and loads of cable ties. We were told at the last minute that we had to take the pallet and make sure that that was part of the structure. So we've attached the pallet to the top of our four barrels. We've got four barrels longitudinally, two parallel. Mr Safety, did we meet the standards? I think the raft will survive. I don't know if they will. But, uh, <laughs> We've got the mass pretty high there, you know. One air, one the stability one of it, because they've well, that's what built I'm it. That's, that's why my comment was the raft will survive. Right. It's very narrow. It's very narrow and very unstable. Yes. I think we turn it upside down. It doesn't matter if that sits in the water. How shallow is it? How deep is it? It's we'll, quite deep out there. Yeah, turn it over. You can sit in the middle of the barrels, can't you? Yeah, but it'll want to flip itself again, maybe. I wonder. The, the best way to sit is one person in the back, one person in the front. How many people do we have to carry on it? Two. Two one people. One of you is going to drive the Amorak round. Okay. Outside. All right. Well, good luck, guys. I'll be in the car if you need me. <laughs> can you reach the water with those paddles? We've got a paddle and an oar. Think about it. If he doesn't think it's going to be stable. I think it's wide enough to be stable. Keep your mass near the centre. Good. I like it. I name it Titanic 2. Indeed. No icebergs out there, we'll be alright. We've got to get this thing in the water and then get on it. That's where things are going to go wrong. I think once you're in the water and you've got your mass stable, you're alright. It's getting it stable in the first place. That will be tricky. Not a conversation I ever thought I'd have on Gareth Jones on speed about raft building, but there you go. Such is the Amarok Challenge. The organisers of this were very keen to make sure that whatever we did, we did safely. So before we tackled the final challenge against the clock, it was suggested that we test our hurriedly built rafts on the water to make sure that they did actually behave like rafts and not concrete boots. 
So the good ship Arvris makes its way down to the lake for its test float. Who's got the wellies? You should go in first. We're at the water's edge. Will this thing float? Yes, but will it stay stable whilst it floats? We're about to find out. Slowly, slowly. Well, it's in. It's floating. It is pretty wobbly, isn't it? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Good luck. Right, am I jumping on first, then? Yeah. Gently as you go. Small movements. He's on. Try and keep your body weight low. Even if your feet are in the water or something. Sean's on. There's a bit of flexing going on. Right, mate, which side are you going to paddle? Well, I've got both here, so... Well, I'll go to your right, you go to your left, yeah? Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, pushing off. She floats and she's stable. Jet, small movements, guys. It is rocking. It is. I think that's worth a round of applause, don't you? It floats and it's mostly stable. You are going in. You are going in. The final leg of the challenge begins. Two of the lads are going to get an hour raft, and I've got to push them out onto the lake. Guys, it's been a pleasure working with you. Right, I hope you don't die in the car, mate. Yeah. <laughs> There's more chance of me coming to grief than you, I would imagine. I've got to drive the Amarok around the off-road course to rendezvous with these guys on the other side of the lake. They're going to sail across the lake. Take your time, don't rush it. Keep your movement small. No point in running. Just do it slowly yeah. so we don't go in. Okay, yeah. You'll have one of your instructor in the car with you plus any guests. Yeah. And you, you know where you're going? No, okay. but I'm going to work it out. <laughs> right, okay. You're ready to go, Norm? Yes, okay. Uh, in a couple of minutes, I'm just going to give the, the 3 2 1 go. At that point, it's a straight race to be across that line. However, in terms of the first three events on the off road driving, my instructors came out with Blue Team as the winner in the first one. They've got fit. Okay, so that's 30 second lead. On the navigational challenge, first team through to the end gate, blue team again. So you've got a minute lead. On the raft, you guys by a mile. But I can if only you give you a 30 that bloody turn in. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> two seconds back. Right, so you guys have got a 30 second lead. Okay, so when I say go, you'll be the first off the line. I'm going to count 30 seconds and then say go for you. Okay? Right. I've got Everybody watch. okay with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know where your cars are? Yeah. All right? Because once they start to go, the car's got to be on the other side to meet them. It's the first team to get the car across the finish line, the whole of the raft, no parts missing, and all the team members on the other side of the line. And the finish line is at the top of the hill where effectively you did the thing down into the lake, just across there. So you've got to hook your raft on and tow the raft up. So the first one there will obviously make their raft connection first. We won't be allowed to barge one another out of the way with the cars. Five, four, three, two, one, go! And Team Blue Steel deftly make their way onto their raft. They're being very trepidatious about this. They're going for a kind of a side saddle thing. I know one's on the front now. And the second member is that's got to be 23 seconds 
They're on, they're not floating yet. I'll get you in, don't worry. And go! Go! A team are on board. Alright, fellas. I'll try and do this without getting my recorder wet. Bloody hell, fly with you! Look, guys! Keen <laughs> nearly went over. Well, they're both floating. I've got to get in the car and go. Left to the far side. Right in the Amarok. So we've got to reverse down to the water's edge. Is that right, Norman? No, no. no we're going no. down there, though. We're going down there. Yeah. Are we in the right mode? Low, off-road. Yes. Second gear, go down. Yep. Left here. Mm-hmm. Not too sharp, there's two cones here. Where yeah. so we are now. I was cleaning them, they looked a bit dirty. Don't want to be in third, do I? Yeah, you can be in third now. Yeah. Are they still afloat? Can we see them? Just see two. This was it. It was all or nothing. I had to navigate my way around the quarry's treacherous tracks at a safe but quick pace and get to the other side of the lake to tow our raft up the hill and across the finishing line before Team Blue Steel managed to do the same. The reputation of the world's fastest podcast rested on my tense well shoulders. Okay, it's fine. Slow down now. Gonna have our dinner in your lap. <laughs> and up the hill. And just keep to the white flags for the moment. Watch the gully. Slow yeah. down, slow yeah. down. Slow it was down. a good job Norman Stop was there. Tiny bit, then turn. Turn now. Okay, through the flags if you like. Through the white flags? Through the yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have found my way to the other side We're of the lake. We're going to the other side of the lake, Gareth. Right. <laughs> I don't know, I've never been here before. <laughs> <laughs> Considering this is my part of the world, do you think I'd know my way around by now? It would, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> now, which way did you go down before? Down there or down there? Up there, straight ahead. That'll do that. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, they're there, they're there. Lord, they've done well. The team have reached the other side of the lake and we haven't yet. Keep the wheel on that rock there. That one there. Yeah. You can go down in second this time. Yeah, I'm in second. Feet off. Over the ridge. See, even second is quite low, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. A bit of gas. Not too much. Off the left left hand one, the right hand one. We're going to make it up here in one. Yeah, of course we are. Bit of power coming off the power at the top. Not too much. Left now, left. We're not going to reverse. We're going to drive down. As Team Blue Steel were already occupying the only access point on the lake side, I had an idea. This Amarok can wade, so I decided to park it in the lake and we would hook the raft up there. We're going to park in the water and load up there. Yeah. Just do that. Let's park it up there. Load it up, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
reverse in, clear. And you need your left lock on that in. Second car. Oh, right. Forget your handbrake. Just go. Stop there. Don't put it on. Going up here first, second. Yeah, try first anyway. Okay. You blocked them coming, so excellent. <laughs> they can't they can't go anywhere, so we've yeah. got to have done it. We've won. <laughs> or have we? Let's get it up there. Yeah. I'll speak to you soon. Just jump on the back. Are we allowed to do that? Is that safe? Go. Is he going to be on board? Yeah, I don't think he has to. No? Okay. Steady, steady, because you've got to make sure it comes on. Oh, shit, mate, everywhere. Where are we going? Right? You've got to go over the finish line. Where's the finish line? It's here, I think. Here. here. Yeah, he's done it, I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. Make sure we've got the thing across the line. Superb, thank you very much. We did it? Yep. Is everything across the line, Norman? Yep. Well done, guys. We did it. <laughs> well, looks to me like we've got our Amarok, all our team members, and the raft across the finishing line before the other Amarok and their kit, so we've won. Thank you very much indeed, Norman. Superb tuition. Even now, we would just like fuck it up. Let's give a round of applause. Worthy competitors. Well done, guys. <laughs> yeah, but your driver parked in the way. We were told the both teams had to go up round to there and then reverse down. Because we were in the right place. Because we came down first. Well, there seems to be a dispute. Student inquiry, student inquiry. Adjudication now, please. We wouldn't have driven all the way around there and then reverse. Yeah, but there weren't no room for our trucks to get around there, was there? How was it out on the water? It's quite good, actually. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. That's all right. Nice little rhythm going. It's good. Not as stable as an Amarok off-road, then. Possibly not quite, no. I'd like to dedicate our win to the losing team. <laughs> We've got some very nice trophies here. The oh, commercial wow. vehicles, Amarok Challenge. Winners, the white team, by a whisker, but a win's as good as a mile. Hey, thank you very much well indeed. Done, oh, Cheers, okay. Peter. Superb job. Oh, okay. thank, thank you. Well done. Hold it up, hold up the trophy. The blues as well. Oh, we got one. The runners close. You get one each. Look at that. Thanks very much. Cheers. Brilliant. Well done, guys. Team Adveris winners of the Amarok Challenge. Fantastic. Go team. Yeah. Well done, guys. Really fantastic. Really good the post there. And same place next year. For the return match. Yeah. Next time we've got to get the Amarok across the lake. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the teams, thank you for a beautifully organised day. That was a joy. Thank you very much, Sydney. Proud to be the winners. Proud to have taken part and survived. Bring on the Dakar! <laughs> right, everyone in the jacuzzi. <laughs> Where's the champagne? To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv.
Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!